and welcome to CFCP's On Air. CFCP's On Air. The podcast looks at migrant and culturally diverse artists and how we can effectively showcase and further develop their talents. On Air also discusses what interculturalism and migration means in a global context and how arts and culture can help in breaking down and highlighting these intolerances. this session of CFCP's On Air. This session features the works of Irania Madea and Nikosi Nakobo. Together we will be discussing notions and ideas around displacement, around the view of the audience and the artist, and migration as a topic itself. Good evening, Nikosi and Irina, and welcome to CFCP's On Air. This, this session, I'd like to sort of cover issues around from your previous session that you did the, last night on migration, displacement, and this idea of place and consumption. So, Nikosi, just turning to you first, can you briefly outline from your work that you do and the work that we saw in the film, this idea of what does migration really mean to you? How does how do you feel um, both being in your native country, but also being in a, a foreign country, if you like, or a country that's not necessarily your native country? So basically for me, it's not a problem per se, but it's more on uh, traveling for me, it grows me as a person. I learn from other people and also collaborating with with um, poetry, with artists, filmmaker. There's uh, for the new voices I collaborated with Irena. So basically, for me, the concept migration is based on it creates new identity, uh, new identity in a form of yes, you're moving, you're traveling from to a new country. And then from there you carry, which is something it's, it's a, for example, I'm a, a Zulu and then an African in terms of culture. And then I'm carrying it to a, a country in Europe. And then automatically I'm also going to need to adapt to a new environment uh, in terms of culture, in terms of people, how they, they do things, uh, in terms of time. From there, I'm going to create in sort of like a new norms for me which it might lead to become an identity based on how I dress, based on how I speak, based on the accent, because in, in the long run, people will, will, will start now to, to look at me as maybe for young people as a role model. And then from there, that's when I start to see subcultures emerge from identity. So basically for me, migration is not, it, it, it's more, like, more about from, from my perspective, it's more about developing, learning new things, and also for greener patches, uh, which most of the artists, they go for that. They go for economic freedom in terms of getting new opportunities, getting new uh, 
and new ways of doing things and also yeah, it's more more or less about other artists but for me it's more it's more important about code and collaborate and uh, uh i mean irania um just turning to you on this because i think you're actually one of the few people that's been in ireland longer than i have from being a migrant i think if i remember rightly you've been here since 93 whereas me it's 96 and it's I don't know what sort of experience it is for you, because for me, I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as a migrant. That, that's always been an issue being, uh, if you like, white male from UK. Uh, there's this club that seems to bind together the island and the UK for, for most people, except for the English and the Irish. And it's these days I see people, I talk to people, I interact with people on a daily basis, a number of people who are younger than me um, and I've been in Ireland longer than they have. And I just wonder, is how do you look at migration from your own personal perspective? Uh, thank you for having us. And um, yes, the migration. Well, first of all, it's a word, you know, something was is a, is a construct and is invented to me concept you know what is migration we always move from place to place anyway humans they move birds move animals move you know you call them migration but it's the connotation that it has and the uh, uh, prejudice that is engaged in this word migration really that we are most of the time kind of trying to understand and deal with Uh, I didn't know that I that I will be called a migrant. I do not identify with the word with the word migrant. I'm still a person that is in search for something, and I definitely didn't uh, leave. I I never ever envisaged in my life that I'm gonna leave my country till the day that I was invited to leave the country and come to Ireland. Um, so, uh, it's, it's, it's the, 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 what interests me really. And in all this process that uh, we, we are now, and as a uh, filmmaker is displacement, the causes of this displacement, and then the roots of the displacement and what connects us in this. That's what I am interested in. And I like listening to stories and I like to connect them in, in a form to realize that we are all connected in this grief that we have and this uh, uh, journey that we uh, we are. So that's that's my interest in this. And as I said, when I came to Ireland in 1993, people were still leaving Ireland or moving to England, America, Australia and other countries. And it was very unusual to have people moving to Ireland and to me, it's like I feel part of Ireland because Ireland was the new Ireland that we have now. Physically, underneath my eyes, there were no buildings. And then suddenly there were buildings. I saw them being built. And I also saw this new fabric of Ireland with all these people coming in here, you know, taking place and being born underneath my eyes. Uh, Of course, there are lots of um, issues like this um, 
Um, like the question that was uh, they were raised last night in our discussion, and of course you have problems anywhere you go. You you feel like sometimes you might not be part of the place you were born, and you you feel removed somehow from there, or people might think you are not from there any longer, and you're never going to be a hundred percent from the place that you moved in. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to art and artists, and uh, I think that all this experience is is gonna be it could be very um, uh, constructive energy if you put it into something that uh, creates art, and of course, like authenticity for me, it's about truth and it's about knowing yourself knowing yourself very deeply and then then you can be authentic and it doesn't really uh the outside forces don't really influence you that much but anyway it's an organic process mm-hmm. we are here or we are going to be in other places and of course like nikosi said you know it's an identity that in a is in the process of being made. You mm-hmm. make this identity, you layers. And as well, of course, I believe that Irish people have to change. And their identities change as well. They are not simply a country of immigrants. They are a country that they are guests to immigrants. And they have to change as well. So to me, it's about taking all those elements in consideration, have respect for the changes that are taking place and be aware of them. Kind of, you know, somehow respectful of the changes that they are taking place and together we can build up something. And we have to remember that it's our decision when we leave one place to go in another, it is a decision. Sometimes we are forced to do that, mm-hmm. but it is our decision in the end of the day. So we have to remember this and it's not easy. to CFCP's On Air, the podcast that discusses what interculturalism and migration mean in a global context and how arts and culture can help in breaking down and highlighting these intolerances. Yeah, I mean, just picking up on one of the points you made there, this idea that it's not uh, just a one-way movement, but there's also the idea that the host country has to adapt and change, uh, and not just to the people coming in, but to the situation. You alluded to the fact that you saw this city, if you like, being built uh, in front of your eyes, which, yeah, I did. I mean, I one of my first jobs was working in the factory on Barrow Street, and at that time, we now have Google, Facebook in the area. It was all single story buildings. And in fact, the warehouse in Bolands Mill was probably the largest buildings that were in that particular area. It was not necessarily the sort of place you'd walk down late at night. Um, and now, as I say, we have Google, we have Facebook, we have um, Mason Currens, um, to name just a few of sort of high rise areas. It's become a desirable area to live in. And this has all happened in 
what say 24 years 25 years um and probably even you can probably even yes, discount the last uh, 10 yeah. years yeah absolutely you <clears throat> i grew up in uh, in romania in a country that uh, again all my childhood was about cranes and being built in buildings and factories the industry was built was just building 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 all the time and all my childhood was this image of the sky full of uh, uh, cranes because they were building all the time and in 93 when I moved to Ireland there was no cranes and I was thinking well you know I didn't even realize that there's no normal not to constantly constantly build you know homes and factories and everything so and then when they did appear on the sky there were millions of them suddenly everywhere and even that made me feel home in Ireland to Mm -hmm. see that image of the cranes and the sky and the buildings and my first job was in windmill lane Mm -hmm. and I was uh, working as a assistant director in a film called Korea and uh, exactly like you said, it was just just nothing there. And now all that part of Dublin and the Keys, it's just me, it's home. <laughs> it's, it's, I really feel like it's home because I was here when it was built. But it was just one more point I'm going to make and then I'm going to mm-hmm. uh, stop talking. Co- uh, talking about coming back, com- coming to Ireland uh, and... At that time that I came to Ireland in 1994, there was no talk about racism because there wasn't, like nobody was racist towards me mm-hmm. till almost the 2000, 98, 99, when things changed quite dramatically for Ireland. And then this influx of people, these people coming into Ireland. So that was when I started to um, experience racism against me. Suddenly mm-hmm. I wasn't... Uh, um, I, I, I wasn't just a person that was not Irish. I was a person that suddenly they have something against me and mm-hmm. of course shouted things like go back to your home and things like this and that's when I learned what racism is I didn't know mm-hmm. how it feels <laughs> to <laughs> to receive this you know this thing and um uh, now we talk a lot about the uh, diversity we talk about lots of things but it, it's the beginning because, as I said, I don't think there was need to talk so much about all those things because there was nobody in Ireland that wanted to come and live in Ireland. Very few people did, you know. So therefore, the Irish people always left Ireland. Mm-hmm. That was, and in 95, 6, they started to come back. Yeah. So, they found interesting that I was here uh, while they were not here. <laughs> and then all the people are coming. So it's very interesting. I mean, Nicosi, um, just sure. coming to you, uh, this sense of identity. I mean, we were talking there about Ireland and this idea of migration, um, inward migration and outbound migration. But uh, in South Africa, I mean, you have separation as well but not necessarily just from inbound migration but within the country itself how does this sense of identity that you have sort of how do you feel that on a personal level so particularly in south africa 
the the, I, the problem the problem towards identity is more on tribalism mm-hmm. and racism because as Irina said the development and political uh, climate always bring issues like racism and tribalism mm-hmm. so basically got a dominance of certain culture the cultural group and and, and, and ethnic groups that they, they, they belong to certain clan and then they dominate for example in and government position also when it's come to art same thing you get a certain uh, groups of ethnic of ethnic tribes dominating maybe being television being the art industry being the advertising so basically it, those are the things that they have the impact on on identity but as uh, at the end of the day you must know who you are and be proud of who you are and then what you do, you focus on who you are and in order to communicate with the world. So mm-hmm. as I'm saying, at the end of the day, whatever the, the forces that try to influence you, but it, it must not change. Mm-hmm. You must focus on who you are based on, at the end of the day, you will you'll be able to, to narrate whatever you, you're doing, being a story, being a film that we did, being an art that I create, being a poet that anyone can write. So you'll be able to narrate that as long as you know who you are. And then mm-hmm. and also what are you trying to communicate? Because also there was a question that was raised that each and every filmmaker or an artist, there's always an issue that you're trying to address. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. basically from my from my from 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 my side as an artist, I'm trying to address the issue of those who are silent, that they don't have a voice to speak. So I become their voices to to narrate whatever pain that they go through, whatever issue that they go through, being uh, gender violence, being LGBT, being uh, human trafficking. So I become that voice to to raise an awareness because uh, as the question has raised yesterday about uh, the response that we responded, both of us, we are saying that artists does have the issue, not per se personal issues, but the issue that you see in front of you and then you're trying to address it. Okay. Um, it was also, yeah. a, sorry, Irina. Go on. Yes, I was just thinking that that's probably for me and Nikos as well, you know, this uh, um, uh, events that you're organizing and this uh, um, connection that you and Monica and Monica is putting together uh, I think it's it, it's tremendously important as the fact that brings us so many different people with so many different backgrounds that at the at the first uh, initial stage you are wondering how what can I find in common? with any other artist that we can come up with something that will have some cohesion, will have some understanding. And we, and I think for me, uh, working with Nikosi, um, first of all, the difference, the gap of age, you know, different generations, mm-hmm. different experience. I was kind of a little bit um, afraid and thinking, am I not really be able to understand where they, he as an artist is in his his time, you know? And I was wondering about this, but what I thought was very, uh, very interesting is that when we start talking, all those differences that is between the two of us, whereas the age, uh, the 
places in in the world that we grew up uh the colors that we have the they all disappeared you know in all this uh power that we we can access if we want to find common ground and find things that they're important to us and asking what's important to you what is important to you so when you ask this you realize that the things that are important to every human being they're just so universal and then it's just the power that we have as an artist to be able to collect all these stories and to recycle them and to put them back into the narrative and to kind of change and look at different narratives and with different perspective and try to just not to dictate uh, my job is not to dictate a new narrative it's just to put it in there recycle all past and present and to create a kind of a, a version of a potential future if we mm-hmm. could together do something and understand this historical uh, narrative that uh, we have a global narrative because we live in a global world so we should have a, a global narrative of history not from a national point of view narrative which I believe up till now, everybody wrote their own narrative. So one dominates the other one. But if we live in a global world, we should have a common narrative, mm-hmm. a master mm-hmm. narrative somehow, in which all our stories, all our experiences, all our things could be recognized somehow. And that's when I think, you know, uh, there's no, uh, the migrant or the, the person that comes in our mind with the past that we don't know yes. is not a threat anymore. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not a danger person. Is a person, is a friend because we know where they come from. Mm-hmm. And we understand, you know, that the, what is common to all, uh, all of us. Mm-hmm. And also, also what, what, what is uh, the question that you pose on how did you do it? Basically, as Rena saying that we are in a different geographical area, but with the way we narrated our background, our ideas, we just gelled together. And then what was also interesting that she started with the last part. So he recorded the last part. So we had a debate that the last part of, of her video. Can, can you put it in the front? So also um, working together, knowing the harmony between us. So we we also had to do a decision now because I thought the last part going to put it at the beginning, but he said, now let's start with yours. And then at the end of the day, basically everyone was very emotional because mm-hmm. the, the way you started, we started, we wanted to, to tap into people's motion to say, this is happening in South Africa, but it's also the same thing that is happening in Ireland. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's more global because also the water, it, 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 it symbolized the, the universe in terms of most of the people go to Europe, Brazil, North America. So they want to go to those countries. So the last part was also catering that uh, migration is the universal language. Mm-hmm. Because from my side, it was more like, uh, it would be really interesting even if we add, if we add, if we were collaborated with as three artists, we're still going to produce the same, the same, the same videos because the other artist was going to bring 
But, but what, to solve the problem of do we need to move around and, and meet each other? Yes, it's a nice thing to do, but we find ourselves in a situation where we produce a, a powerful piece, but we never met in person. We use mm-hmm. technology to, mm-hmm. to, to produce what we did. And as we said, that even the viewers, even also from my side, they were like, people say, wow, you guys, you did something that we never thought of. And so we did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess there was one thing that always we were talking about the films then, and there was one thing that struck me from both of the films was this idea that displacement is a danger is a dangerous action to actually get to where you want to get to. I mean, you had the Zimbabwean guys, but also the image of the bus um, was very powerful from the fact that you know. I mean, yeah, I, to give some context to it, I, I lived in Tanzania for a while. So it brought back memories of the bus station in yeah. Dar es Salaam. Um, and you're seeing these things, you're thinking, I know I need to get on there because I need to go from Dar es Salaam to Arusha. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but it's fraught with danger. Um, and But just to see these guys from Zimbabwe coming into South Africa or going from where it is in South Africa to other parts of the country um, is fraught with danger. Um, and again, this idea of the migrants we saw on the boats in the arena's piece, uh, it's fraught with danger. So displacement by its very nature is not just trying to get away from a situation that might be dangerous, but the actual action of it is very dangerous, puts you in your, yourself in human peril, if you want. Um, and I thought that was very powerful to come out of both of the pieces there. Um, was that something that you decided yourself you wanted to bring into it, or was one of you more pushing that way than the other? No, basically, as I was as because I remember telling him I'm going to record. So, and then I was also amazed when 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 she, when she shared the, the boat. I was like, wow, okay. As you said that now, I remember the guys from from Egypt, Algeria, when they want to go to Spain, they want to go to the Mediterranean. They they also go on a dangerous uh, using boat. So basically, these are the things that also what was what was what, what was also unique about our piece. For me, it's more like I'm capturing the inland, and then the other piece capture, uh, capturing the sea, flying out of the country. So basically, we covered three modes of transport, which is now covered the more inland part where we produce buses, they walk, they cross the. Now on the other side, cover the boat, the flights, the political climate, all of these things. And it was, it was basically for us, I think even the way our ideas were gelling, it, it came together very, very, very in a nice way. Mm-hmm. What can I say? Um, uh, is uh, to me, for example, like like Nikosi said, you know, it was very um, very encouraging that when we talk about the subjects that we are going to pick, and we talked about lots of them before we decided to do this one. He just went out, filmed, <laughs> edited, and sent it to me, and I was like, "What are we going to do now?" <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, and I kept watching and watching all the time. So I, no, this is what I'm going to do now. And uh, one day, uh, I remember uh, Brendan, uh, my partner, said, I'm just going to bring you uh, for a walk. You have to go for a walk. And I said, I don't want to go anywhere. What I'm going to do, what I'm going to do. So we go to uh, the waterfall in Paris Court. And in my head was this, what is it? What is it, migration? What is it? Why do we have to, you know, how many layers of this? You know, people are moving from place to the other. Some of them to discover the same. I, some of them because they, what is it? What is it? I stayed, I think I've stayed and I was looking up at the waterfall and I realized that, you know, the energy, we think the when we see rivers and water, we think that they're the main character in the story. We don't realize that they have no choice. The water and the rivers, they have no choice. It has to go when it, it, it the minute it comes out of the ground, it's set in a journey and there's no way of coming back. There is no way. And in this journey, there are beautiful uh, moments in which it's nice and peaceful. And then you have the waterfall. And to me, the waterfall, you know, when I was looking at all the pain and all the men, uh, that man in Nikosi's film where he said, who am I? And I was thinking of this and I realized that when the water falls down and hits all these uh, uh, corners, and stones and um, rocks it is like the journey that we are describing is that journey when you have no way you have to go and you know you don't absolutely don't know what you're gonna where you're I could feel at that moment in time all the bruises and all the hurt and everything else and then when I looked and I looked down you know I realized okay so it's calm again and it's going somewhere, but where is it going? And then it was going to the ocean. And that to me was where we all, all those little rivers that we come around the world, then there is one place that we are together and that's the ocean. So that's kind of, uh, I understood at that time and I, uh, I felt towards what is this migration. And then... It was the layer of the politics, which I had to put it there because another question that I have, why did I leave Romania? Mm. The country that I never, ever wanted to leave till 1993, never, ever envisaged that I'm going to leave Romania. Why did I do that? Why did the industry in the country, the industry and the studio, the film studio that we're making 40 films, feature films every year, why it had to be destroyed and, and uh, privatized? Why did I have to do this? You know, I still had my job, but all my, my dreams and all the world that I had was completely demolished. And I was trying to understand why. And then you come to the country, to the question, communist. What is communist? And how did Romania become a communist country? So you have to do all this journey back. And of course, you get very upset and frustrated because in 1947, when Churchill signed that deal with Stalin about giving the East of Europe to Stalin in, in, in exchange for Greece and Turkey, I wasn't even born. Mm -hmm. 
I was no question that I will be alive and how that decision affected my life so much. And even today, when you tell people you live in, I am from Romania, you have people think you have very little to say because you grew up in an oppressive, depressive, evil country. Well, it wasn't like that at all. And that was one of the first discussions we had with Kosti. Mm-hmm. Because if I ask any person, okay, so do, do you think in my childhood, the way you envisage my childhood and tell me that I live my life in communist time, do you think we had red roses? Mm-hmm. Did the no. flowers have color in my country? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or everything is just like gray, oppressive, like in the books that you read in 1984 or whatever propaganda you heard. It wasn't like this. Mm-hmm. You know? So there are the questions I'm trying myself to deal with. And I'm trying to understand what happened and what happens to the people. And that's how I came up with the, the result of that. It was a big project called in the 80s Project Democracy and Freedom that this project is the result of all the wars that we have at the moment, mm-hmm. all the regime changes, which kind of stopped a little bit with Saddam, um, no, in Syria, they didn't manage to do this. So as all those fights and all those politics, and then there's the middle, we, we are the victims of this, the migrants. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's a frustration. Then there's another frustration that I can sense that from Irish people, you know, the displacement, psychological displacement, and people start to blame the migrants for the fact that they have no houses in Ireland, but they never think, no, actually, they are no building houses. The rents are too high up. The landlords have too much power. That's where the necessary houses in Ireland that there are so many people uh, in trouble. It's not necessary just because of the migrants. The migrants, they're only one part of the story. Mm-hmm. The story is much mm, But it's easy to blame those that are, if you like, um, not natives, because why would we blame our own population for the fact that we have all these people? I mean... Nicosia, just coming to you there, just touching on something that Arena said there, uh, this idea of perception, but country perception, because, I mean, South Africa, we have a similar type of, I guess, view of South Africa, not necessarily grey communistic, but uh, stereotypes that it's very sort of... um, I don't know, um, almost white orientated. If we go back to apartheid in nature, if you like, um, we know about the ANC, we know about sort of Mandela, but that's really where a lot of people's perceptions start and end. So it's this fractious, divided country, whereas it's probably not totally. Um, again, similar to Romania, it's not grey and communistic. Your flowers in South Africa have colours. Um, you have different cultures. It's not. It's not so indistinct if you like so basically in 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 in, in our in our, in our country it's it's diverse it's it's, it's big mm. and we are we are very warm nation as i said last night that we can greet each other from morning until the evening uh unlike other countries where where we greet someone they look at you it's like where does this one come from mm. and we also the sudden now we, we, we are the kind of entertainment, more into entertainment business. 
being organizing festival, being having DJs, being also a lot of museums, a lot of galleries. So we are a diverse nation. Yes, we've got problems in terms of um, the economic freedom. Because even now, we on the news, you also maybe see it on the news current is training that students are fighting for free education, which now the government has promised in 1994. Now they're not delivering. So, so these are the, the political problems that are coming. But uh, the student, they want to take over the initiative that whatever you promise them as young people must deliver. And uh, you heard about the fees must fall. Uh, it was a big movement, but immediately when the former president said, no, education is, is going to be free of charge, and then now that's where the movement of young people revolting the, uh, the whole system of education, it died on that when the president announced it's going to be a free education. But now it's coming back because the current administration, they're not uh, living in that. So now you're having this, like we, we're more like a country that goes professional. So right now, maybe next two weeks, we're going to have another new new topic. And then, so we're more like we're getting entertained because Twitter is more global, Facebook. So now we're more like we are trending now. So current what is trending, students are demanding free education, but it's going to pass because we're efficient, good fashion statement. And then as you said, that by the time people have got a misconception of the only normal dialogue but there's more to and then that's where now as Irina was saying that we come in as artists to narrate those stories being theater being film being documentaries being exchange programs so we come in and narrate those 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 stories because also if you look at my introduction it's I am so the I represent identity the A represent art then the M represent migration. So now remember, we use our visibility of being an artist, but we are migrant, but we're creating identity. So those three letters goes together. Just picking up on that, and just finally, before we close, um, you talk about the role of the artist there. If we just switch that from I am, from I being the artist, to we um, as in the audience, what's what's your assumption? What would you like the audience to do? Because from what you're both saying, you don't want the audience to be passive, but what actions do you want the audience to take? Uh, can I give Arena to respond to this? Because we <laughs> talk about the lives yeah. on, on the audience. I remember when you talk about uh, lives, um, Black Lives Matter, when we, we reversed what if she's the one saying it? So can you she respond first and then I'll, I'll, I'll come in after? Yeah. Uh, yes, it's, it's uh, quite interesting. First, we know it's about the, 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 the we talked one of the the ideas that we uh, uh, throw and brainstorming was the Black Lives Matter, and uh, because it's such, such a thing. And I said to Nikosi, yes. And I said, how do we do this? If you remember Nikosi, and he said, we just kind of shout Black Lives Matter. And I said, yes. And I think it's a brilliant idea. And I think probably we are going to do a project about this, you know, maybe even Monica wants to be involved in this because I thought, you know, the one interesting thing is that, okay, I will 
shout a thousand times Black Lives Matter, but I would like you to shout a thousand times Romanians' lives matter mm-hmm. or Eastern European lives matter. And if you reverse this thinking, you kind of understand, oh, I can get it. And But more than that, I'm passionate about hearing Nikosi shouting this, mm-hmm. you know, and what do you, happens if we do this so that was one thing that we discussed when it comes to the audience well first of all for me is just not necessarily an uncomfortable feeling a challenging uh a challenging uh maybe journey and emotion that they could bring with them and maybe play around because even though it was a very serious issue with very powerful images in there, the water in the end was a very playful image that if you start with that kind of meditation and rhythm of the water, which in the beginning, the river, actually what I did, I took around three seconds of water and I looked it with with a little crescendo, but it's looped, you know. And if you take that feeling of that loop that I did in the sound with the river always in time, always going past. And if you constantly think of what is around and ask the question, what is around you? What is it that it happens? Maybe this journey from becoming to being, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's it's becomes important not only to you but to the others and maybe more kind of a careful and understanding not to let ourselves to be manipulated by politics manipulated by other forces that they are around us to me that's what it is mm-hmm. nicosi so uh, also, to, also to add on that that uh, the, the 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 audience must also take part in any subject. When I say take part, they must not judge in mm-hmm. terms of because honestly speaking, the audience are the one who label certain certain group. So they will say these are foreigners. So it's the audience. So they've already created a label. So that label, uh, whoever being in power, whoever have money, whoever control the whole system can use that labeling to, to create violence. So the audience must also find a way of being accommodative on any subject that they face. As you said in the beginning, that uh, the island people won't be blamed for problems that you see in Ireland, but they will blame the migrant. Same thing in South Africa, they will blame the foreigners, but uh, also the blaming comes on the labeling. Because you start to label people. Once you start to label people, you're gonna create tensions. People are gonna fight because you've already boxed a certain standard. Say this one a troublemaker. This one a problematic. Because I'm I'm glad that you talk about Tanzania. Tanzania is one of the countries that is more innovative in doing things. They 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 make sure that they they try by all means to accommodate everyone. And then, but what I like about them, even when, when you're in Tanzania, you, you, you knew when they want Swahili beat because they also accommodate that. So 
places like Tanzania is it's one of the most countries that I can use as an example. It's one of the the countries that always trying by all means to strive for 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 citizens to live in peace and harmony. Mm-hmm. Unlike in 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 countries where you find the countries driven by economic and and, and mineral resources and and the state has because South Africa's got a lot of mineral. You go to DRC. It's still chaotic because of the minerals, because where you find power, that's where you find problems. But where you find there's not much resources, people is they tend to be to be united, to 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 embrace each and each and every diversity. Because it's very funny how DRC is so big, but how violent is because of all these minerals that you find is based on the audience. Because the mm-hmm. audience is the one that they judge, because they will tell you that when you go to Kinshasa. And you're gonna get this when you go to when you, for example, I remember when they said it's gonna be dangerous to travel at night via Lake of Tanganyika. So these are the things that the audience always take part on it. So the audience must 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 also act as 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 social activists, bring change. So that's it for this session of CFCPs on air. We'd just like to thank our guests, Irena and Nicosi. And if you'd like to find out more details about the show, please email on air at cfcp.ie or follow the website cfcp.ie slash on air. You're listening to CFCP's On Air, the podcast that looks at migrant and culturally diverse artists and how we can effectively showcase and further develop their talents.